Yo, I know it's like, oh no, a, a midday live stream. I'm trying to do some things a little different moving forward. So, I don't need this. <clears throat> what's happening? What's happening? I, 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 I. Okay, so. I'm not going to drag this out too, too long. Um, this is a crazy show series. I, I would say um, if you are a parent and you have teenage children, I would implore you to watch this show. It would behoove you to watch this show, not for entertainment value or purposes, uh, but to get a bead on the drug culture when it comes to teenagers, all right? The lingo, uh, the drug types, certain behavior patterns when it comes to, to children that are or teens that are on drugs. So I, I think this is, is a must-watch uh, series for any and all parents that have teenage children, preteen and, and, and on up. Uh, this is a very disturbing uh, series. It's very graphic, and I mean graphic in the the, uh, the drug references and the nudity is extremely graphic. I, I would say the nudity is over the top. In fact, the nudity was so over the top that in season two, a few of the actors actually went to the, the director and the showrunner to say, hey, um, it's, too, it's too much nudity. Uh, the show is being overshadowed by the graphic sex and nudity. I mean, it, it's gotten that bad uh, in season two. So actually, a few of the actors actually went to the director and the showrunner and said, hey, can we tone back the nudity? All right, so season one is very gratuitous, very over the top, very graphic in all aspects. Um, all of the characters are relatable. These are, these are supposed to be high school sophomores. Okay. These are supposed to be high school sophomores. And, um, like I said, I think if you are a parent and you care about who your kids hang out with and what they're involved with and what they're facing, the, the peer pressures, you need to watch this series. You really, and take notes. Um, yeah, so we're going to get into the breakdown of season one. I am four seasons. I mean, I'm four episodes short of season season two just started. It's only up to four episodes. So I'll get caught up within the next day or so. And then we'll get down to breaking down season two, but season one, man, just, uh, bruh, this, this, this is a wild, wild show. And play at yeah, all adults. That is the crazy part, right? So let's get into uh, Euphoria season um, season one breakdown. And like I said, I'll put this on the movie review channel too as well, just for just for because. Um, and once again, these are supposed to be high school sophomores. All right, so it's a lot of flashback scenes. Uh, I think after episode two, it kind of reveals, it goes into each character's backstories, about six or seven teenagers 
uh, in this series. They all got their own struggles, battles, demons. Um, the parents are all of the parents are pretty much fucked up. Um, so yes, you have a perfect concoction of all these kids, perfect storm, bad parenting, societal pressures, peer pressures, and easy access to drugs. And yes, even though this is a fictional TV story, yeah, um, obviously a few of the writers knew some people and put some of these people's experiences into these, uh, scenarios. Um, Zendaya plays this role, her role too well. Okay. Zendaya plays her role too well. Okay. Too well. If you watch this series, you'd be like, she's not acting. She's high. <laughs> she's really on drugs. <laughs> <clears throat> Yo, um, yeah, listen, no excuses, people. And I'm telling y'all as a parent myself of a bunch of girls. Okay. I don't have boys to worry about. I have girls, you know, and, um, it is, it is part of your job to be on top of this shit. I will also say, I would also say if you have teenage children and they have a, a, a nice consortium of friends, be that parent that at least one of these kids can can come to you you understand what i'm saying like be that one parent that one of those kids will come to you and kind of give you the inside scoop you understand like i i, I get it you know us growing up our parents were like i don't like this one i don't like this one i don't like that one right my parents were not the parents where my friends could say hey mr and mrs hill um you know my parents are not like that Okay. <laughs> My parents are highly judgmental, extremely rigid. And if you didn't fit their mold of criteria, if they knew your parents and their parents didn't fit their mold of criteria, criteria, uh, criteria, you were, they were shunned. You understand? My parent, my mama was stupid, is still stupid bougie to this day. Like my mama is stupid bougie. My daddy is no nonsense, but if you did not match up uh, to their criteria, whether you are their child or their parent, they didn't want nothing to do with you and we couldn't have anything to do with you. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would, I would implore you, you be that parent that, you know, like in the Cosby show, Heathcliff was always that parent that one of Vanessa's friends could come to be like, Hey, Mr. Huxtable, I have a question. I have a problem. I can't go to my parents because my parents will flip out, but I'm coming to you. Be that parent if you can. Because that child is going to kind of give you the inside scoop on what's going on, even with your child, if, if need be. You understand? So, okay, okay, okay. Got it. Now it makes sense. So the writer himself was an addict. Okay, Rue is partially on his own life. Okay, now it makes sense. Listen, yeah, yeah. Uh, my daughter and sister I watched with a boy. Let me tell you that, girl, you already know what I'm <laughs> And this thing is marketed towards... Um, older teens and um you know young adults but of course you know young teens are watching this show i mean it's up to you I, like i said the the, the the nudity is extremely over the top the drug use i mean like i said it's one of those cringy moments that you kind of have to got to get through but you need to be on on top of your a game when it comes to this drug shit because they were mentioning drugs and opiates that i didn't even know existed 
Okay, we we all know about oxycodone, hydrocodone, norcos, uh, zimifams, and, and dinafils, and meloxicans. Uh, they were mentioning drugs I didn't even know. Roxaset and some other shit. You know, like the little boy Juana, right? The, <laughs> my favorite character in this whole movie is the little boy Juana. He's like a 10-year-old. He has facial tattoos, and he sells dope with his older brother. They run a trap house. And they're taking care of their uh, grandmother, who's an invalid. Okay, they run a trap house out of their apartment. They live with their grandmother. She's an invalid. And Fezco takes care of the grandmother. But the little kid, Wano, the most gangsterous little kid child character I've ever seen. Right? <laughs> like, I put Wano right there with, with Stryker and Agu from Beast of No Nation. That's how gangster Wano is. Okay? <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have five girls. They grow up with the series of wild season two. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm catch up on season two starting tonight. My parents, they whooping my ass. Yo, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, right? I'm, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So let me get into it. His name is Ash. All right. All right. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Um, for those that have already seen it, I'm not saying anything you haven't already heard. I'm just giving this to, to people that have not watch this show that are not aware of this show and once again i think it is tantamount that parents of teens young teens older teens watch this to get a kind of get a heads up on the drug culture scene in in young adult america all right <clears throat> so season uh season episode one we have boys hanging out in the basement with their shirts off that's you know, I guess that's what these young boys been doing for the last few years. Very homoerotic. A lot of sexual identity issues in this movie, uh, in this series. Lots of sexual identity issues in this series. Okay, and we're going to get into all that. Um, you have teens imitating porn sex, right? Because they watch porn and they think that's how they're supposed to have sex. There's one episode when um, McKay and Cassie are having sex and McKay kind of grabs her throat. Starts choking her. She's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, well, I thought that's what you wanted. Cause he watched that shit on on, <laughs> on a porn in a porn and figured that's how you have sex. That's not good. All right. And then you have Cal. Cal is Nate's dad. Cal uh, likes to have sex with young men. He's married, family man. There's Nate, the older, the youngest son. There's an older son that kind of detached from the family, but the daddy Cal records himself having sex with young men okay then there's the twins and they're uh okay well i'm really jumping around here okay this is all in episode one right now they're, they're at there's a, there's a uh they're at the twins house there's a party and then there's cat and they have this chick named cat cat's a little fat girl we'll get to her backstory and further in later episodes um so they're all hanging out and then the boys ask her well what's your body count so you you, you have these old niggas that are pressed about a woman's body count. These young cats be like, well, we need to know how many you've been with because we want to know how experienced you are, not in a shaming way. So the one kid asked her, asked Cat, well, what's your body count? Cat's a virgin, so Cat's front, you know? So Cat's like, yeah, yeah, I, I do it. I get down. Let me see, let me see, whatever, whatever, right? And uh, she caves in and has a one-night stand. She doesn't remember the dude's name. The dude's in the recording. We'll get to that in a later episode. Uh, Jules and Rue. Okay. 
Um, they're at Nate's. Nate had Nate has a party, and then Jules shows up. Nobody knows who Jules is. Nate's like, "What are you here for? Who are you?" And you know, Nate kind of presses her. She pulls out a knife and says, "I'll stab you." Don't know me. She ends up cutting herself, and this is how Jules and, and Rue meet. Um, okay, Nate. Um, okay, now that's episode one. It was all over the place, literally all over the place. Episode two. Okay, Nate. A very young Nate, a teenage Nate, finds Cal, his dad's porn collection, and he watches his dad have sex with young men. There's these DV, these CDs, right? Because we oh, burn DVDs. We, these burn DVDs in a particular collection in a manner that, that it's a code. That way the dad knows exactly who is what. It's color-coded and in a certain position, and he would know who it what color is to what male and so his son figured the code out right so his son is, is watching all this as a young young teen not even a, a teen he's a to- not a toddler but like a 10 year old and he's watching his dad have these secret recordings with all these young gay men okay and then uh cal grooms nate to be like the best the best you know you're rah-rah aggressive no one can stop you be the alpha and he, uh, Nate begins to work on himself. He, he gets into weightlifting. He becomes a star football uh, quarterback. Um, Nate's dad gives him a pep talk. He says, uh, you know, be iron-willed and never give people an opening. All right? He doesn't enjoy seeing his teammates naked. So we already have sexual identity issues in Nate's. He does not enjoy seeing his teammates naked in the locker room. Okay? And in the locker room, this is where the excessive nudity, like there's a bunch of dick shots. And I'm sitting here like, really? And even though it's on HBO Max, I'm like, wow, this is so over the top. So over the top. So there's the locker room scene, and you know, the, the team, the football, and he, Nate's walking down the, 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 the corridor with his teammates on the side. So he's got clothes on. Everybody else is naked. Everybody's excited because they won the game, and he's trying to keep at eye, eye level. <laughs> Right. And then it says he occasionally may, you know, look down and then all these fucking just dick shots. And I'm just like, ah, damn, nigga, like whatever. All right. So then Nate uh, goes over his mental checklist of women. All right. So they give you Nate's profile of what type of woman he likes or female he likes. Extremely feminine without body hair. Um, Open toed sandals with pedicures. Uh, skirts not too short, but short enough. Um, you know, I'm a certain physical frame. So Nate likes girly girls. Very, very, very feminine framed girly girls. Okay. Maddie is his choice because the first thing he notices on Maddie, she has no body hair. All right. And then Maddie was a virgin when she got with Nate, but she wasn't. Nate has anger issues. And then we get flashback scenes uh, to to when Rue first OD'd, okay? And also, Gia, the little sister, Gia, I think her name is, is Ryder Storm. She's been in a bunch of movies. She's the next um, young black girl, young mixed girl to come up in Hollywood. So you keep an eye on her. She got a really big nose, but it works for her. She has a very distinctive look. So be prepared to see her in all types of shit if you haven't already caught her face already. She was in... Uh, some other movie I was, I was watching a, a couple years ago, but
but Gia Storm, I think her name is Gia Storm, no, Ryder Storm, Ryder Storm. She's going to be the next big little Hollywood starlet behind Zendaya, okay? So Maddie convinces Nate uh, he didn't see her at having sex. At, and, and okay, so they're at the party. There's a lot of flashback scenes. They're at this, this party that Nate threw. So Nate and Maddie are fighting. Maddie takes some some guy, some random guy, and they have sex in the pool. Everybody's recording the shit. Also, uh, you need to watch this show because every all teens record everything. So if you have daughters, you know, try and put into the heads whatever you do with this guy, it, it may be recorded and it may get spread around against your knowledge or whatever the case may be. So everybody's very voyeuristic in this series. Okay, so Maddie is having sex with some random guy in the pool. Everybody's recording it. Nate is off, off somewhere in the, in the house, right? So then the next day, the word gets out about her having sex with the guy in the pool. She's like, oh my God, what if Nate finds out? So she convinces Nate that she blacked out. And this will come back to haunt the guy in the pool later on. Okay, so she convinces Nate, hey man, I don't remember anything, I blacked out. So she, she gave herself an out, and then Nate being as stupid as he is, over Maddie, he believes it. Okay? Cat and Ethan, uh, the, ne the next day in school, she has a new uh, uh, lab partner. His name is Ethan. Cat and Ethan exchange incel and school shooter jokes. Okay. Flashbacks to Rue's uh, deteriorating mental process. She's uh, in the mental, uh, her, her mental state is, she's spiraling out of control. So there's flashbacks to her fighting with her mother. And then there's flashbacks to Rue caring for her father who's dying of cancer. She tries oxycodone for the first time. It's one of his meds. She's like, what is this? And he's like, ah, it's for the pain. He has, he's on a bunch of different meds. He basically he's at home dying. And she's one of his caretakers. And um, she tries one of his oxycodones. This is at the age of 13 is when she first experimented with drugs. It was her dad's meds. Okay. So then Rue um, forges her uh, narcotics uh, anonymous papers give to her mom because she has to turn in she has to get assigned and turn it into her mom okay so what rue did was convince the spot one of the sponsors to, to fill out her form she's like look I'll, I'll give you a blowjob and he's an older guy he's like you would and she's like you ask i'm 13 years old sign my paper okay um cat was recorded during the one night stand cat is called to the principal's office cat denies it in fact <laughs> Cat then shames the principal for insinuating he was fat shaming her. So she flipped it back on the principal. Okay. So then Chris uh, McKay, he meets Cassie's mom. Jules is starting to text a guy. This is all come back out in the wash. Fezco, Fez, the drug dealer white boy, is Rue's friend supplier. Uh, he runs a trap house taking care of his, his, of, of his grandmother. Uh, McKay rejects Cassie's advances because, uh, he's concerned about his playing time. Also the footage uh, of Cassie sleeping with Cal, Nate's father has leaked. And McKay watches the footage. He's like, ah, oh, man, you don't even, how do you know that's her? So he's in complete denial. All right. Cassie is the local whore. She's a nice girl, but she's a whore. All right. Uh, Rue meets Fez's supplier, Mouse. Mouse is like this hardcore Serenio type guy. 
name's Mouse. All right. Mouse tries to hit on Rue. They're all they're all at Fez's trap house, right? So then uh, Mouse offers her a shot of fentanyl, and 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 Fez is like, Nah, she ain't into that. She ain't into that. And he's like, I wasn't talking to you. I'm talking to her. So he puts a, a dab of it on the tip of a blade, and she takes it like a dumbass. And then another cut to another scene. Nate confronts Tyler. Tyler is the guy that had sex with Maddie in the pool. Okay. He accused Tyler of raping Maddie. Tyler's like, dude, it wasn't no rape. Like she told me, she brought me into the pool. She told me that's what she wanted. So, and then, so then Nate says, well, you're 22. She's 17. That's rape. He caught him on a technicality. So then Tyler, be, uh, so the Nate beats the shit out of Tyler. Like beats Tyler. I mean, beats him the fuck up. It <laughs> leaves, leaves him in a pool of blood. All right. Fentanyl kicks in. Ruse passing out on the couch. So then Mouse says, well, yo, that's going to be $300. And she's like, I, I don't have the money. Uh, I mean, she's halfway in and out of it. I don't have a hundred. I don't have $300. Right. So then, you know, Mouse is trying to manipulate her into giving her, her to him in exchange for the money. Right. So uh, Fez is like, nah, man, I, I'll pay it. I'll pay it. I'll pay it. He gives him 300. So then Mouse is like, well, it's going to be 600. So then Fez gives another 300. Okay. Fez and Jules then take Ru to, Ru to, to, to Jules's uh, home. She's passed out for 16 hours. Okay. Cat's video shows up on Pornhub. It gets 86,000 views. The comments are overwhelmingly positive. So Kat's thinking like, okay, this might work. Jules, uh, secret texter, her, 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 her mystery, mystery, mystery boyfriend is Nate. Somehow Nate found the video of his daddy and Jules. So Nate concocts a plan to get revenge on Jules. Okay. Now we get to episode three. Kat has a boyfriend named Daniel in middle school. This is her backstory. This is when she was a little, little toddler, not toddler, but middle age. Okay. And during one summer break, uh, vacation, Kat drank 72 virgin pina coladas and gained a bunch of weight. So by the time she comes back from summer vacation, she's a little chunky girl, right? <laughs> so then Daniel dumps, dumps Kat in class. Cat then begins to write smut stories as she gets older. She gets pretty good at it. Okay. Nobody knows who she is. She's like the, the, the Zane of her school. She writes these smut stories. She so takes stories and rearrange them into some weird shit. Okay. And it becomes very popular. <clears throat> so then can't, then cat becomes a cam girl. She turns into a cam girl. Jules wants Rue to stop using drugs. Uh, Rue goes, uh, no, yeah, Rue goes temporarily clean for about 16 days. They say 60, right? She, her, 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 her mom thinks it's 60 because she got the 60 day, uh, pin, but she's only been clean for actually 16 days. Cause remember she's been forging her sponsors, not a, a narcotics anonymous paperwork to, to get to her mother. All right. So she's only been clean for 16 days. All right. Um, Jules and Tyler, that's the name of the secret guy that she's been texting. 
become closer and closer. Jules is transitioning. I say Jules is transitioning. Cat gets her first paid Skype session with Bitcoin. Uh, Rue falls off the wagon and relapses again. And then uh, uh, a former crackhead firefighter named Ali becomes Rue's sponsor. Because he sees through her bullshit, right? Cat has her first Skype session with an older fat guy. <laughs> he has an extremely small penis and gets off being disrespected. He's like, yeah, tell me I'm a fat pig with a little dick. Tell me I, I don't satisfy you. And she's like, yeah, you don't satisfy me. You're horrible. Ugh, look at your little dick. And he's like, oh, yeah, baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she discovers how to be a dom. So this guy basically taught her how to be a dom, right? And he... He says, yeah, I'm your cash pig. Call me your cash pig. Maddie goes through Nate's phone and sees dick pics. Juana, the little gangster kid, the little gangster uh, kid I, I told you all about, he helps Kat convert her Bitcoins from her Skype sessions into cash. Kat then upgrades her cam outfits Jules and Rue argue over Jules wanting to meet Tyler. Rue kisses uh, Jules, then Jules leaves. Episode four. We're getting to episode four now. There's a young Jules. We get Jules' backstory. She's taken to us. He's taken to a psych ward. Okay, his mother tricked him into going into a mental hospital, not knowing that's where he's going to be staying for some time. Jules developed body dysmorphia complexes. Jules slices her wrist. Uh, upon release, after so many months um, in, in, the, in the psych ward, uh, Jules's mom becomes detached. Jules begins transitioning at the age of 13 and becomes a sex worker at the age of 16. This is how Jules ended up meeting uh, Cal, which is Nate's dad. All right. Rue talks with Ali, her sponsor. So now we're at carnival night. Carnival night, Chris denied McKay, Chris McKay. He denies Cassie in front of Cal and Nate, right? Because she's the local whore. He's like, ah, because Nate's like, are you guys together? He's like, nah, we just chilling. And she's like, what do you mean we're just chilling? Right? So she gets, she gets upset, okay? Because you forget, don't forget, McKay saw the tape of Cassie with Nate's dad. Right. And so then Nate's dad's like, Hey, how are you? How's it going? Cause he's a freshman in, in college. How's it going? You're playing time. You know, you got a good first step, you know, you got to be determined and iron will to, to, to get what you want to achieve what you want. That's why I'm successful. That's why Nate's successful. Give him that pep talk. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Rue then tells Jules the guy she was with was Nate's dad. Then Nate sees Jules at the carnival. Mandy embarrasses Nate and his family because she's upset. Cassie finds a random. Cat finds a random. Mandy and Cassie are high on mollies. Mandy then confronts Nate about the dick pics on his phone. Rue catches uh, Gia, her little sister, hanging out with the twins. Smoking weed with the twins. Twins, little, two little black twins. that were. It was his basement that they were in when they first seen uh, Cassie on film with Nate's dad, Cal. Okay. 
it's a lot of things going on. It's a lot of back and forth scenes. So what I'm saying doesn't make sense, but would you watch the shit? It's so it's the, the cohesion is not the best. Okay. Um, Nate's dad, Cal asks Jewel if she's going to be a problem because he, he meets her off in the cut. He's like, look, man, are you going to be a problem? You're going to say, she's like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. So she, she says she's going to, you know, she's going to keep it their secret. All right. At home, Nate's, uh, dad notices his tape of jewels is missing because everything is color coded and in some, some type of, um, manufactured order. So he knows, he knows off the top that jewels, tape is missing. Tyler goes to meet Jules. And then she's like, Oh my God, it's you. So then Nate tells Jules he's created, he's created an account that links her to child pornography and has said he saved all the info, all the text, all the pictures she sent him, all the conversation they've had back and forth to a dummy account. So to make it look like Jules was talking to a, a child. Okay. He tells her to lay low. Jules, call, Jules calls him the F word. Just like his daddy. <laughs> and then he grabs her up and he tells her to have a nice night. Okay. Jules then confides in Taru. Like, hey, this is what it, it was Nate. Nate was was Tyler. Okay. Episode five. Now this is only eight. Uh, this first season was eight eight episodes. Okay. So it's fairly short. They were an hour long, but still, okay. Uh, episode five. Maddie, her background story. She's a natural born performer former child pageant star. Uh, the pageant owner was arrested for child molestation. Her daddy is a drunk. Her mom is an esthetician. She lost her virginity at 14 to a 40 year old man in Florida during a family trip. So when y'all go on family trips, watch your fucking kids, especially when you go to the beaches. Okay. She mastered sex sex techniques by watching porn to get more stuff out of Nate. Right. So she learned how to suck and fuck good to, and make Nate feel empowered during sex, thus in, uh, prompting Nate to do more for, for her, okay? Uh, on the side, she would still have random sexual encounters with different dudes, okay? Uh, Cal goes to the school, um, is called to the school because Maddie had bruises on her neck. Now, at the carnival, after Maddie and, and had her... her, had her uh, her temper tantrum she meets up with nate and they had kind of like some angry sex on the side of a of a trailer but he grabbed her by the he grabbed grabbed her pretty good and left these bruises on her neck so she basically got choke marks on her neck the school notices it call both parents down to the office his dad shows up and um maddie's parents want to press charges against nate nate's arrested maddie's strip search maddie's like he didn't do it. It wasn't him. There's nothing wrong with me. So she did her part, right? She did. She stood by her man. She's like, nah, he didn't do it. I don't know who the fuck did it. I don't know what these bruises are. But they <laughs> they ended up cuffing her to the desk and forcibly cutting her clothes, her top off, so they can get the pictures of the bruises on her neck. So she basically they did it against her will, okay? Um, Nate is kicked out of, he's kicked out of school. He was expelled from the, from the school pending the result of the case. Everybody's questioning. Everybody's brought in questioning um, if they saw anything about Nate abusing Maddie. Um, and then the school plays anti-abuse videos in classes. Maddie recants telling Cassie about the dick pics in Nate's phone. Nate ignores Maddie's text because they can't have no, no communication, right? 
Um, Cal, Nate's dad meets with another gay sub, right, at the hotel. He just wants to talk. Okay. Now, this is the same hotel that Nate and Maddie meet every Friday. So, after Cal leaves the sub, on his, he's pulling out, his truck pulls out, and then Nate, Nate's truck pulls in. And then Nate looks at the truck like, is that my dad's truck? On his way to meet Maddie at the very same hotel his dad just left. Now we get to episode six. We get to McKay's backstory. The black, the black guy that's dating a white girl, Cassie, right? Chris grew up in football. Uh, his dad's a football guy. He's like, yeah, you can, you're going to be the best. You're going to be the best. He rides the, he's riding the bench his freshman year in college. He's still upset uh, that Cassie won't admit to, to doing what she did. You know, once again, it's like a woman. Woman can have all the, the circumstantial corroborating evidence that you cheated, right? She can have the, the pictures and the footage and all this extra shit, right? And she still wants you to admit that you cheated. I'm going off on a tangent, but why do y'all do that? Ladies, I... Okay, so if you suspect your man is cheating, right? Your female intuition, and you got footage and texts and all the evidence you ever need, why do you still want the guy to say, to admit to it? And then you get mad when he says, I didn't do it. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm getting sidetracked. Let's get back to the series. <laughs> so Chris is basically mad that Cassie won't admit to what she did or what she does or how she, you know, how she gets down. Cat and Jules get drunk at a Halloween party. Uh, but Rue is conflicted. Rue is like, I don't want to do this. So she's really trying to stay sober. Okay. Nate and Maddie meet every Friday night. Nate is still secretly pines for Jules. So like Nate is like really into Jules. Like he's really, he actually prints up a topless picture of Jules on his printer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So in the midst of McKay and Cassie having sex, his teammates break in and haze him. They finish having sex but it's very short-lived and non-emotional from Chris. Later on at the Halloween party, Cassie hooks up with a random. Ethan and Kat then hook up, and then Chris shows up looking for Cassie. All right. Jules continues drinking. Chris has a heart-to-heart -heart with his dad about his chances of getting drafted. Nate tells Tyler to take the rap for Nate's charges. The guy he just beat up, that he accused of rape, he goes back to him and says, you're gonna take this rap for me. The next day, Tyler goes to the police station to confess that he was the one that, that assaulted Maddie. Maddie IDs Tyler. Jules gives a corroborating statement saying Tyler did it because Nate threatened her with child porn once again. Nate and Maddie show up together at the, at the Halloween party. Everybody's excited and happy for them. Now we get to episode seven. Okay. Episode seven, Cassie's dad. This is Cassie's backstory. Uh, Cassie's dad was a ladies man, but he was broke. The mom was an alcoholic. Uh, the dad leaves the home. Cassie found out her mom cheated on her dad. That's why he left. One night dad gets drunk, gets into a head on collision. I get, and he's all fucked up. He's later on. He's later released from the hospital, but then he is, he becomes, uh, Addicted, addicted to heroin. Okay. So then Cassie dates these guys 
looking for her dad because after that last meeting her dad shows up shows up at the hospital uh, at the house he's got track marks in his arm she's she's like daddy i miss you are you okay he's like oh baby i'm okay it's got some i gotta get some things and she never sees him again so cassie dates these guys looking for the father that left her okay um she's always making sex tapes with everybody that she dates okay and then rude tries to figure out what nate has over jules once again flash cut back to the, the halloween party cat has a one-night stand uh with the guy that cassie had hooked up with so everybody's swapping partners very very sexually reckless teenagers okay cassie calls the girls together for a meeting and to come clean she wants to, she she's asking everybody should she come clean to mckay and tell mckay the truth about who and what she's been with and all this extra stuff all the girls are like nah bitch like shut up <laughs> um maddie and cat get into a verbal uh, altercation rue's mom is dating another white man so if you didn't know rue was biracial her her dead dad was white so then mama dates another white man rude then goes to, to fez to borrow a gun to use to th to use to threaten nate with okay um mouse then shows up in front fez more dope than he can handle okay can you imagine your plug just showing up and say yo i got all this extra dope that you're gonna sell for me and i want it back in 30 days or whatever the case may be right so then cassie tells mckay she's pregnant he's visibly not happy he's not ready to be a dad and he tells her to get rid of it fez then confronts nate over rule and jewels so fez owns a store nate shows up to buy some stuff and fez is like hey yo hey man what are you doing with you and rules man that's my family he said oh are you, are you is there like your girlfriend your sister said, no i'm in my family <laughs> right and uh he's like man for real man yeah i'll kill you and, and and nate's like oh really okay okay who the fuck is calling me who is calling me while i'm doing the lord's work okay sorry all right rue uh is having bladder issues her bladder will not release so i didn't know that if you're a drug addict the brain is locks itself where it will not tell the bladder to release and then what happens when you have a backed up bladder everything in it goes back into the kidneys kidney infection okay so basically rue is trying to unlock her brain to unlock the bladder but it won't so she ends up having a kidney infection okay jules goes out of town to visit some old friends tyler calls the cops on fez's trap house he said i like to report an, uh, an incident the cops come to fez fez's house where his ill grandmother where all the dope that mouse just fronted them okay they flush all the dope all the dope episode eight final episode of season one of euphoria so rue's in the hospital for kidney infections she takes roxaset for pain okay rue and jules then reconnect when she gets out everybody goes to the winter formal it's the winter 
formal. Fez gets prepped to go rob Mouse's plug. Okay. Now, right here, there's a lot of flashback scenes. So just bear with me, okay? Flashback, Nate can't perform with Maddie because of his sexual identity. She tells him she doesn't care if he's 100% straight. She says nobody's 100% straight. Nobody's 100% gay. This is what these kids are saying these days. They don't care about the gay shit. The gay shit don't matter to them like it mattered to us growing up. This whole gender fluidity thing, this is where it's going. Doesn't matter what you are or who you like. Some days you want dick, some days you want pussy. Eh. Some days you may want a dog or a cat. Eh. Okay, this is where it's going with this shit. These kids are not, the labels, these kids, they kind of reject the labels. That shit don't really bother them. You can't shame these kids if they like going both ways. Like us old heads, and we'd be like, okay, don't work on these kids. All right. Cal tells Jacob to let Maddie go. Nate then returns for the last game of the season. Nate takes another girl to the dance. Maddie gets jealous. Kat apologizes for her, her behavior to Ethan, the nice guy. So they kiss and make up. Rue then confronts Nate over Jules. Nate confronts his dad. Nate becomes angry and has an, a, a meltdown. There's another flashback. Cassie had the abortion. Fez robs Mouse's plug. He's a doctor. He pistol whips the doctor in front of his son. Rue and Jules finally make out. Mouse shows up at Fez's. Mouse knows about the raid. Fez still pays him the money that he's owed. There's blood on the money. So he says, oh, we good? And the mouse is like, yeah, we good. Okay. <laughs> Rue goes on a train. Uh, no, Jules wants to, Jules and Rue make a plan to leave town via train. Jules leaves, Rue stays. There's more flashbacks uh, for, Rue at, for Rue after her father died. Rue then snorts a line of coke. And then it turns into this song and dance musical with snow falling because obviously that's cocaine. And she goes into this, she's, in, she's clearly a high, right? And she goes into the song and dance. Season one, Euphoria. Holy cow. So before I do anything else, let me get into these comments real quick because I know some of y'all are like, what in the hell did I walk myself into? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yo, Striker's death was Striker. Yeah, that was that was tragic. That was tragic. That was tragic. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, my sibling told me. Listen, I, here's my thing. Good can be me could be anything to you. I'm gonna say this show is very. It's educational. You need to watch this show. If you have, if you are a parent of teenagers, period, point blank, period, if you don't have teens and I, and if you want to stay abreast on the, on the drug culture with others for just for shits and giggles, fine, you know, but I think as a parent, you need to watch this show. All right. Um, this is on HBO max. So stop being cheap and pay the seven ninety nine. Okay. HBO max. It's educational, bro. Like I said, every, every, you can learn something from this. Like everything has its place. Okay. 
Body count on the sex, not kill. No sex. Strictly sex. Yeah, you were shook when the revealed happened. I know, right? This show is crazy. Well, no, because the dad will record it via camcorder and then burn it on, on, on DVDs. And yeah, just had a sort of collection, right? McKay, we, yeah, I, I, I got to get into season two. Like I'm, I'll start it tonight. So I'm only four episodes. It's like four episodes so far of the season, you know? Um, I like these breakdowns better than watching the show. Movie. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, She'll be in the last, yeah, I mean, she's been everywhere and I'm talking about Ryder Storm. I know I'm late on these comments, forgive me, but Ryder's going to be everywhere. She's already been everywhere, but she's going to be like the next, next, next biggest little starlet. Is this show all about sex? No, it's drug culture. Sex is like, you come as teens, you're already going to have sex with teens, but it's about drug culture, drug experiences. One teen struggle with addiction. Everybody has their own addictions in this show. You know, um, sexual identity issues. I mean, it's, it's complex. It's a very complex show. Uh, just watched it with my girl. She was like, the only thing I was like was Rue's story, which is had to be hard to focus on with all the crazy shit going on with Nate's family and the tubby girl videos. I know, right? Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Euphoria is addictive, leads to secrets with with dark, always come to light in the whole show. Right, yeah, Fez is um my most sympathetic character because he has to take care of, not only he's taking care of his invalid grandmother, he's got the young, young brother, and he's, he's the man of the house, and he's and he's got to sell dope. And I like the one part at the, at the carnival, how they sell their dope, they open, they have a, a mobile kitchen. Where they just sell the pizza, uh, the pretzels, right? So the the little kid, Moana, he he handles the actual transactions. Fez is like, oh, who, who you looking for? Oh, she over there by the taco stand, right? You looking for Molly? She over there by the taco stand, and then they go over there to the to the to the pretzel truck, and and they're like, yeah, we want two pretzels, right? And he fixes the pretzels and put the Mollies in the pretzels, and man, it's crazy, crazy, right? crazy uh we all have addictive behavior traits whether it be food drugs uh, yeah 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 i agree i agree i agree well so this is the thing like even with the michael k williams like i get you're gonna arrest the guys because they gave him fentanyl laced heroin like so you're not you're not arresting the guys because so this is everything wrong with the michael k williams story so he's a drug addict Right. And we consider drug addict drugs, what victimless crimes, but because his heroin was laced with fentanyl. Now you want to go arrest his dealers. I, I, okay. Make it make sense. Uh, I forgot about Fez and his mama dude was cool. Yeah. 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 He's a very relatable character. A very relatable character. Cause I thought he was going to be like some Eminem shit. I was like, ah, oh, who the fuck is this? Is it going to be not, like an Eminem knockoff? And I was like, nah, I was like, okay, Fez is very relatable. I, I understood. I sympathize with the character, you know, thank you. Um, yes. If you want to 
purchase this and other colors, uh, just go to the website, superslot75.com and it's, you can order whatever, everything's there. So, um, <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? I'm no, I know I'm late with these comments. I'm gonna wrap this up. He said a micro. <laughs> yeah, it was funny with the, with the fat dude. The fat dude is, is, is wilding out. It, man, it's a lot of kids. I mean, they're, they're, they're marketing this thing towards young teens, which I think is wrong, but I think as a parent, yes, you should sit down with your kid and watch this shit and break this shit down for them, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to see what happens in, in season two. Hey, what's happening? Take me to your leader. Hey, 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 Matt, Maddie is wild. Been Maddie is, is, um, <laughs> yeah, Maddie, Maddie is, she's funny. Is it worth watching? Um, yes. If you, okay. If you're a parent, you need to watch this. If you're not a parent and you just want to be entertained and mildly disgusted, have at it. I'm coming from the aspect of it, like as a parent with teen daughters, you need to watch this. So my take on it is educational and to, to stay abreast on the drug culture. Okay. So, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, if you want to purchase hoodies, go to the website. Um, McKay's character was so annoying, mad at Cassie for being hypersexual, but you stay with her and keep complaining about it. Yeah. I, and you know what? Yeah. He was very simpish. Like when they first had sex, he would hold her and shit. I was like, oh, nigga, come on, man. Yeah, because when they're showing, they're showing him the tape of his dad, of, of, of Cal with her, he's like, oh, man, how do you even know that's her? Doesn't even look like her. And, then, and everybody's looking at him like, nigga, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? So I hate McKay's character. The only part that I can relate to is his struggles as a freshman red shirt. I can relate to that part, but the other, other outside of that, I don't give a fuck about that dude. Like he's, he's soft as fuck. He's soft as fuck. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's rooting for Fez. Like it's hard not to root for Fez. Wait, who's Ashtray? Ashtray's my favorite character who got the most sense out of all the kids and adults on this show. He's always peeping and watching out for Fez. Wait a minute. Are you talking about Wana? So, I, I know they called him Wana at one point. So, you're talking about Ashtray, the little, the little kid, right? The little, little kid. Fez's little brother. Okay, y'all call him Ashtray. I, okay, he's Ashtray Wana something something. He has a long ass title. Okay, we're on the same page. Never mind. Okay. Uh, these shows turn sexual orientation into a dinner menu. Man, listen. Like I said, the, the, the nudity is and, and is very over the top. Like, extremely over the top. Like, just too much. Okay, so y'all call him Ashtray. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I've read some of the... Uh, some of the reports from uh, season two about Cal has a, he spirals out of control. So I'm, I'm like, I said, I'm gonna get up on it. I'm gonna get up on it. 
Yeah, man, like I said, my angle is education. If you want to watch it for entertainment, by all means. Uh, this reminds me of skins. <laughs> skins. <laughs> Degrassi. Hey, remember, remember in Degrassi when the black dude was dating a white girl and it was a big fucking deal? That's how far back I go with Degrassi. Like that version of Degrassi. There's like four or five different versions of it. But I, I'm like, I remember the first or second version of, of Degrassi. The dark-skinned cat, he had braids, he had fucking a, a gap, and had like almost like buck teeth, and he was dating a white girl, and it was the biggest fucking deal. It was a big deal. So that's how far back the grassy I go. Hey, when what's happening? He had a drug investigation show. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Hey, yeah, you know what? Still watch it, though. I'm not advocating for it, but I still say watch it because it just, like I said, it gives you clear insight into in today's teenagers. Not all, but, you know, that are in that lifestyle, that culture. My son was so mad at me when I tried to make him watch. Girl, listen, sometimes you just got to sit through that shit and grin and bear it, you know? Yeah, Ashtray's a little kid, yeah. But they call him, he has like a long-ass name, like Ashtray Wana something-something. So I, I keep calling him Wana. Because I, I seen the title when I went to the IMDb is like some, some wanna some. So, okay. I'll call him ashtray. So everyone knows what we all talk about ashtray. All right. Liquid fire was happening. Uh, BET show ruthless is worse than euphoria. A lot of fuck shit. I don't watch any BET shows at all. None of them shit. None of them church shows. None of those, the fake ass black dynasty shows. I don't watch nothing on BET. I watch nothing on BET. So, yo, um, with that being said, that was my season one uh, breakdown of Euphoria. I will start tonight on season two. And um, either I'll probably do like a mid, a midway breakdown, half point, and then follow up the seasons five through nine, I believe. So uh, let me get caught up on it first. And then I'll be back to do, we'll, di we'll dis discuss and dissect it together. So, yeah. Oh, I watched the first season. I love White Ratchet TV shows. You a mess. You a mess. Uh, with that being said, I'll see you guys later on tonight. Later on tonight. Y'all have a good one. Peace.